This is W T M. Watch this movie. What? <laughs> How you doing? Oh, good for you. Oh, wait. I drink it up. First, you gotta do the trouble shuffle. Obviously, you're not a golfer. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. W-G-M. Watch this movie. Welcome back to a brand new episode of WTM Watch This Movie. I am Eric Mulder. Some of us pump, and some of us slump. Joining me, per usual, is Mr. Positivity, Wolfie T. You crazy if you think I'm going to walk up some dark alley with a loud orange hat on my head and a whistle. What's up? Not much. Just watching a lot of horror movies. How about you? Not enough movies. Not enough? <laughs> I haven't been watching enough movies. <laughs> We're, uh, I'm back in the office hmm. three days a week, and it's killing me. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow the commute is twice as long in the afternoon as it is in the morning. Hmm. It's disgusting. <laughs> the traffic is just gross. It makes me want to puke. <laughs> Anyways. So I've been uh, I've been dead fucking tired getting home from the office and uh, yeah it's been killing my uh, my movie watching time mm. plus football is back yeah and I'm about to give up on that my <laughs> fantasy team sucks so bad <laughs> yeah who'd you uh, who'd you play this past weekend no comment <laughs> uh yeah well football season's back which also means usually it's horror extravaganza so uh today's episode we're gonna do don't breathe and then next episode we're gonna do the original evil dead yes that'll round out september and then hopefully at the beginning of october we're gonna do our episode with Stu on the original friday the 13th and then i think we'll do some horror spoofs maybe a double episode Tucker and Dale and student bodies. And then maybe one more will fit in there. We'll see. And then we might even have a Thanksgiving horror movie. We might let the extravaganza bleed over into November, if you will. Yes. We'll give, we'll give thanks. We'll, we'll find like the, <laughs> the two, one or two horror movies set at Thanksgiving. And then uh, we'll never do it again. Cause there aren't any other ones. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> In fact, there's really no other Thanksgiving themed movies like anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's very rare. All right. Well, I guess we can just get into it. Let's talk about the details of Don't Breathe. Came out in 2016, Year of Our Lord, directed by Fetty Alvarez. We kind of got to start from uh, the Evil Dead remake. Yeah, I remember all the advertising for don't breathe ad from the guys that brought you the evil dead <laughs> is sam raimi and uh <laughs> i think sam raimi was a producer on this if i'm not mistaken yeah I just, he was also involved i believe in the remake for evil dead i think i think sam right Ra- yeah well that, that's what i'm talking about it was the remake oh but, okay because Fetty did the, the the remake and i think sam raimi was a producer on the remake and on don't breathe so it was very heavy, uh, heavily uh, 
waited onto the, you know, they they grabbed onto that evil dad name and they wrote it for all they could to, <laughs> to advertise this yeah. movie. Yep. I also just noted pull uh, noticed pulling up Fede's uh, IMDb page. He wrote the story for the 2022 Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, I'm well aware. So he is... only has a story credit, not the screenplay credit. <laughs> we talked about that though. There was a little. There's a, I think, too many cooks in the kitchen, but it was pretty evident to everyone that things were changed from uh, when they switched directors. And that's right. So... I forgot that he was. Uh... He was supposed to direct that or whatever. Mm-hmm. He ended up still with a producer credit for that. It's a great movie. <laughs> um, it's a soonish. <laughs> soonish. <laughs> soonish for you, last resort for me. It's a last resort. Like I said, I, I won't give it another chance. I'll watch it again sometime. It's, but... it's great social commentary with all the classic Texas Chainsaw stuff that you could ever want. But yeah, you could tell it was changed from what he was trying to do with it. But Fede, he's only directed one other movie since Don't Breathe. The Girl in the Spider's Web. That's probably why, because that was a big bomb. Was that the American one? Yeah, that was... David Fincher did that American one with Daniel Craig and Rooney Mara. And that was a hit. People liked that. And then I, they just couldn't really get everyone together to commit to, we need to do you know, the trilogy. Daniel Craig was doing Bond. Rooney Mara was doing Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, so everyone was kind of busy. Wasn't she Fantastic Four? <laughs> Invisible bitch and whatever. Was she? <laughs> or was that her sister? That might have been her sister. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Kate? It was one of the Mara sisters. Yeah, I know It wasn't that. Rooney. Rooney would not slum it to that level. Rooney of the Rooney rule. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Well, she's NFL royalty. She's the granddaughter of the Rooney rule. <laughs> <laughs> granddaughter of Art Rooney and Wellington Mara, owners of the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers and New York Giants. One of the family members was an ambassador to Ireland or something. Mm. Very well-to-do family. <laughs> Very well-to-do. <laughs> but yeah, Indeed. I see that uh, that girl with the dragon... No, the girl in the spider's web, yeah, it has a completely different cast than the mm-hmm. uh, the other movie. Yeah, and obviously, came before. Fincher wasn't involved, and it came, what, about 10 years after <laughs> the Fincher one? Yeah, it was 2018. I don't know when the first one came out, but uh, yeah, I think around I think 2010, quite maybe. a bit. But yeah, so that kind of flopped, and, and then the pandemic happened. I'm sure he was doing a lot of pre-production on texas chainsaw and then i don't really know what happened with that he directed nine episodes of the tv series calls which i've never heard of neither have i from 2021 Hmm. never heard of it so i mean he had a i've not seen the evil dead remake but i've heard people like it yeah i'm a big fan don't breathe i really enjoyed um so he's got a couple good ones and then uh one that was apparently a dud and hasn't really been back well he has seven upcoming projects and uh several of them sound horror related so (laughs) monster apocalypse is the name of one untitled white house horror project dante's inferno he's got stuff uh coming up the pipeline here 
But back to Don't Breathe, it stars Stephen Lang as the blind man. From Avatar. You're going to go see Avatar? I'm going to go see <laughs> Avatar on the AMAX 3D, the way it was meant to be seen. <laughs> and I'm going to see if I can stay awake the whole time. Yeah, the last time and the only time I saw it was in the theater. I can't remember if I saw it in 3D or not. I tried watching it when I was sick one time on DVD and I, I fell asleep and then I didn't try watching it again for maybe five years and mm -hmm. uh, I didn't think it was very good, but I'm going to give it another shot because the new one's finally coming out. Yeah. And then, and then the actual sequel's coming out because uh, Wakanda Forever is a total knockoff of <laughs> Avatar 2. <laughs> For some reason, like they have the avatar people in it. I don't, I don't get it. I mean, I would just tell you to watch Dances with Wolves again and you'd be caught up with the story. Um, and it's a much better film. However, Avatar is about 20 minutes shorter. So you will save a little time <laughs> if you watch Avatar. Well, I got to drive to Rosedale. Yeah. Because they actually got good see. I don't know how they got the good IMAX. I don't know how they got it because the rest of that theater is a piece of shit. Except so they have the a Dolby. Dolby cinema in there. The Dolby and the IMAX are good. The rest of that theater is a piece of shit. Yeah, probably. Well, is it like Inver Invergrove Heights piece of shit? Worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's worse. They don't even have leather recliners in the other theaters. Mm. How dare they? It's bad. They haven't renovated in like 25 years. Yeah. All right. Well... Continuing with the cast, uh, Dylan Manette. Is that how you say it, you think? Yeah. Plays Alex. Like I said, Jane Levy plays Rocky, right? I think you skipped her. Okay. Well, Jane Levy plays Rocky. Daniel Zavato as Money. Emma Berkovici as Diddy. Who is she? Diddy? Uh, it's Jane Levy's young, young, younger sister. Rocky's sister. Okay. That she's going to rescue. Is that the daughter? That was her daughter. Right? No, it was her sister. It was her daughter. No, I never got the impression that, a, no? that it was her younger sister because her uh, that she's basically taken care of because her mom's a piece of shit. I thought it was her daughter. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's not clear. I don't know. Because she was also, when she's talking to her about surfing and whatnot, she's like, you know what? She kind of whispers, you know, there's a, in California, there's surfing there. Would you like to go? You know, it seems like she's tiptoeing around, like she has to steal the child from the mom. Well, I don't think she, she wanted the mom to find out because the mom was going to like steal her money or whatever. I don't think she has to worry about that. It's like, if it was just her kid, why doesn't she just fucking leave? Because she relies on her mom. <laughs> for what your mom doesn't give her anything for housing and <laughs> other stuff she's got enough uh income where she could afford to uh you know live somewhere other than a, a trailer your lips look sore is that how you've been making money <laughs> as as her boyfriend with the swastika tattoo changes the channel on the tv <laughs> <laughs> Real subtle. It's real. The early part of this movie is super subtle. <laughs> <laughs> and then they squirt a turkey baster right in your face. <laughs> we'll get to it, but he deep throats it. 
<laughs> they took the whole nine. <laughs> Bitch took the whole eight. Yeah, I believe the swastika guy is this Christian Zagia, is Raul. And then the mom is Ginger, played by uh, Katie Boker. Katia. Uh, I don't think Raul is the one with the swastika. I think Raul was the one selling or uh, buying the stolen. Oh, okay. Yeah. So maybe it was that Sergey Onopko was Trevor. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and then I'll about do it for the cast. There's three different dogs. You want to name the dogs <laughs> off? Athos, Aster, and Nomad. There you go. Synopsis. Hoping to walk away with a massive fortune, a trio of thieves break into the house of a blind man who isn't as helpless as he seems. So we open with the trio knocking over another house. Come to find out that uh, Alex is his name. His dad works for a security company. And he's able to acquire a lot of security keys for these homes that um, have these security systems. It seems real real hokey, real rinky-dink because the dad has a home office where he's got a the, the drawer on his desk has the keys to every home that they secure. Mm-hmm. And the key to the drawer is just uh, stuck to the inside of the desk clamp by a magnet. <laughs> it's like the least secure setup of all time. And like, why would you even buy security systems from somebody that, that rinky dink? Like, well, why would he suspect his son's going to rip off all these people? He raised them, right? Didn't he? Is that normal though? Like, I don't know if you ever had a security system. Is it normal for the company to have your house key? I'm sure not, but that might partly answer a question I have for you. Did I miss something or what's wrong with Alex's dad? Because, you know, he doesn't want to leave. I got my dad here. Like he has to take care of him. (laughs) Like there's something wrong with him. Like he's an invalid or something, which might lead. It might answer the question of why he has a home office. I don't know. They never, they never elaborate on it, but he wasn't there. So it seems like he's able to go to and from the house. He's not, you know, I guess I just questioned. I kind of assumed his dad was divorced or something and he was just real sad and depressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It could be. I, I like too when they rob that initial house, like they just leave their DNA all over the place. Like the one girl's like changing clothes, getting hair on everything. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Money acts like he's jerking off on the floor, but like was was he actually jerking off on the floor or was he just like shooting spraying water or something? I thought maybe he was just pissing, but yeah, it would be DNA, but um, maybe it was hard to tell, but the, then they're like, don't, don't steal cash. And it's got to be under 10 K. Mm-hmm. And then when they leave, they, they break the window to set off the alarm. Yeah. So it looks like a typical break in. Of course, so smart the, that way. The security system has no cameras whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Ring doorbell didn't exist until like 2018. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I made that up. That might not be true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it exists around that time, but it was still pretty new. It wasn't as widespread. But uh, Detroit, I, I guess it's a good place to have security. Yeah. 
I don't know. Like they, the first house they brought broke into was pretty nice. Mm-hmm. When they decided to break into the the blind man's home, because they didn't get enough money back for their stolen merchandise, and they wanted to do one big job and get out of it. You know, it's one of those deals. His house uh, in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Well, not in the middle of nowhere. It was in the middle of one of them Detroit neighborhoods that they foreclosed literally every house except for one. <laughs> It reminded yeah. me of, uh, let's see, probably about season three or four of The Wire, when the cops just let everyone just go drug deal on the, on that, that ghost neighborhood. Hamsterdam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the new movie, Barbarian? No. That movie is set in a similar location. And uh, not to spoil too much. Because this is like in the advertising. That movie and this movie have led me to believe that if there is a single occupied home in an otherwise vacant Detroit neighborhood, there is some fucked up shit going on in the basement. (laughs) (laughs) This is becoming a trend. Mm. Well, I mean, what people are still doing in Detroit, I have no idea. I hope there's more movies that keep that trope going just like (laughs) fucked up shit going on in (laughs) detroit neighborhoods that are empty (laughs) maybe the next robocop that can be uh the premise got nothing else to police (laughs) you know detroit is the real chinatown because the water supply is just ruined it's flint oh that's right well, I'm sure the water sucks in Detroit too. Or Jackson, Mississippi, where apparently they just needed to turn the thing on. <laughs> <laughs> they sent in the Army Corps of Engineers and apparently they just turned it on and it worked. Oh, really? Like the, the water system. <laughs> like We can't get clean water. What do we do? And uh, so they sent in the experts and they turned it on and like, I don't know. We, we just turned it on and it worked. Uh, that didn't work in flint flint had a bunch of pipes with lead in it yeah and they just got into although flint there's a surprising number of professional athletes that come from flint michigan Mm. well with the flint tropics there you know they grew up watching the tropics (laughs) and they chased their dreams this is well that would have been about 50 years ago so (laughs) anyways uh where are we we're we kind of ran through the the premise or like the setup so they're gonna go rob the blind man because they found out he uh his daughter was killed in a car accident and he got a settlement of at least three hundred thousand dollars which they just assume is in cash in his house Mm -hmm. and so they go stake out his house for like a week (laughs) Because he says, uh, or they at least set up a camera for a while because they, they say that uh, he hasn't left the house in five days. Yeah. So we're going to do it with him in the house. Mm-hmm. And there was some sort of inkling that the cash was in the house because they said he, they don't think he trusts banks. Yeah, because right? he's, he's some old uh, army guy. You know, they don't trust the government. Mm-hmm. 
wounded in uh which war did they say he was wounded in well they just say iraq but was it the could be either one (laughs) i hope it was the first one because he was fucking old man he was like he looks like he's 60 well did you see him on pandora he's still ripped was he in a wheelchair no he wasn't the other guy was in a wheelchair wasn't he (laughs) i'm trying to remember no the sam worthington's in the wheelchair that's right uh stephen lang is kind of the the big baddie and he's in a, like a, one of those mech. He has like a mech suit. True. Yes. So a guy kind of looks like he's sitting almost, but you know he's controlling the thing inside of the little cockpit it has. He's the not avatar. Mm-hmm. He's the unavatar. He's there to take the resources from Pandora. What do they call it? Unobtainium. <laughs> it was- you, you can't obtain it. It's <laughs> unobtainium. It was something like that. Yeah. Or is that the uh, Wakanda shit? Either way, same thing. (laughs) Um, uh, Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, I I think we're going to say the same thing. I think we're at the the first clip Mm -hmm. where Rocky has just uh, gotten a new tattoo to get ready for her uh, last home invasion before she moves to California. And the the story for why she got that tattoo is horrifying. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I brought it up. <laughs> is that a new tattoo? Yeah, I got it last night. Is it a ladybug? Why a ladybug? What? When my dad left, my mom started drinking and she told me that my dad's leaving was all my fault. And I missed him a lot, so I'd cry. She got so fed up with the crying that she would lock me in the trunk of her car, sometimes for hours. But there was this, um, a little hole in the trunk, and one time a ladybug flew in, kept me company, made me feel safe. When I reach California, I'm gonna color this tat, and that's the last time I will mark my body. If we get this money, I'm going away with you guys. Like how she just oh by the way, is my mom used to lock me in the trunk of her car for hours <laughs> at a time. <laughs> yeah, the ladybug kept me company in the trunk of my mom's car. Yeah, I'd like to watch it again, but I'm I'm still thinking that it's the little girl's her sister. I mean, how old do you think Jane Levy's character is in here? She can't be more than low twenties, right? Oh, I was thinking, I don't know, mid to late twenties, maybe, maybe thirty. Ooh. Well, because the uh, Dylan Manette, Alex, who's uh, also in, uh, as I say, I remember him from so many things uh, recently. He was in Prisoners. He was the kid in Prisoners, and he's also in the new Scream. So he's playing another high school kid, but he's looked young for the past ten years. 
And yeah, I, I Dil- can't picture him being more than 20. Yeah, he well, he's born in 96. Mm-hmm. Um, Jane Levy is born in 89. So yeah. she would have been mid-20s. Mm-hmm. But they're characters, though. I got to think, you know, Alex at least is, uh, I mean, he seems younger than uh, Money. Yeah, Money was born in 91. Mm-hmm. So, still talking about the characters, though. Just, yeah, he seems like a he could still be in high school, maybe. If not, he's 19 or 20, like just out of high school, Alex. But he seemed kind of like a hanger on, like, like a kid from the neighborhood type of thing. Yeah. Who just kind of like, I don't know, had a crush on the girl and just kind of went along with whatever she wanted him to do. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's yeah. money's bitch. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't such a nice guy. Yeah, I can't really see her being older than low twenties. And that little girl is probably what do you think, 10? Yeah. So she would have had to have had her when she's like 13, 14 at the plausible latest, you know. It's plausible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just think it's her little sister. <laughs> I never thought, I just assumed it was her daughter. I don't know. I thought, well, is Money the dad? Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe it is her sister. Maybe it's in the the trivia when we get to it. Yeah. I don't think it matters to me. (laughs) (laughs) We're spending a lot of time on something that in the end doesn't really matter. So Alex is very hesitant at first, doesn't want to do it. Kind of acquiesces to rocky she pleads with him you know saying i gotta get her out of here i gotta save her talking about the little girl needs your help yeah he flipped on moving to california with them real quick too <laughs> yeah. like real quick i just see with my dad <laughs> see i kind of just assumed he was an invalid or something but then there's not really any evidence of that no other than the fact he works from home and even like it doesn't even seem like he necessarily works from home like maybe he's the the installer and he just happens to keep the keys in his house he brings his work home with him uh what a what a terrible setup like i would i hope they have bad yelp reviews (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's gotta be uh you would think at some point if they if they hit enough houses and the police were like smart enough they would start seeing a pattern like it's always the same security system. It's always the same, you know, merchandise less than 10K. It's never cash. Mm-hmm. Or maybe if they did some DNA testing, they could find, you know, matches. I'm sure money's been to jail. Yeah. With uh, the value not being that high, they probably would never do a DNA test. Not worth, yeah, not worth it. Plus, it's probably covered by the security company or insurance for sure. So, yeah, I guess we can get to the robbery. Because uh, they do, you know, they mentioned he hasn't left his house in five days, but then they see him. One thing before they do the robbery, when they're sitting in the car across the street from the house watching it, the dog comes and starts attacking their car. Which one though? There's three of them. <laughs> well, there's three actors playing one dog. Yeah. 
Yes, they are actors. But I want to know which one is in this scene. I don't know. You're properly credited. I hate to say it, but they all look the same. (laughs) I joke, I joke, I joke. (laughs) But they're like yelling at the dog and the guy's like with an earshot, you know, and like uh, when when you lose a sense, your other senses are heightened is the is what i've been told yeah over and over again so i i'd be surprised if he didn't hear them you know yeah and, and although he wasn't really prepared for them either like he yeah. he's prepared in general but like he wasn't expecting that yeah so i hadn't watched this since i saw it in the theater and going into it i was thinking oh yeah you know stephen lang he's got like a superhuman sense of hearing you know yeah so they can't even breathe because they'll pinpoint their exact location snuff them out and then watching him like you know he can hear pretty well but <laughs> there's nothing superhuman about it i was expecting a much higher or better sense of hearing than what he has right because uh they make smaller uh quieter noises and he doesn't it doesn't really register with him i guess maybe i just you know i'd seen a quiet place after this you know in the right so i must have just assumed that it was kind of like a quiet place <laughs> level of of hearing but no it's pretty normal hearing for for a blind dude he goes he does the wolverine sniff at one point i smell him <laughs> yeah. i smell him yeah yeah pretty normal level of hearing or i guess a much more normal level than i would have thought for a blind dude but Anywho, yeah, he is using all of his senses. I guess I didn't did he really use taste. I don't, I don't know about that. Huh? Did he really use taste? So he kind of used all his senses because like you're talking about smell. You know, he's using smell, hearing, touch. Does he ever really taste anything? No. No. <laughs> I don't know. Well, he tastes the turkey baster. That's because he uses that sense uh, against his will. <laughs> he, well, he kind of bypassed his uh, his taste buds, <laughs> <laughs> at least on the way in. Anyways, I was mentioning the uh, th- this movie is kind of like a movie we covered a couple years ago called "Wait Until Dark" with the world's champion blind woman <laughs> or blind lady, whatever she called herself. Mm-hmm. That one was a little more campy until the end, and then it got pretty intense. Yeah. Um, it also kind of reminds me of, uh, I think it was actually Jennifer Jason Lee's first movie, Eyes of a Stranger. Mm. Have you seen that? No. It's about a, uh, I think she's a, like a TV news investigative reporter or something, and she lives in a, like a high-rise apartment, and she thinks there's a serial killer living in the high-rise apartment building across the street from hers. And uh, I forget, I think Jennifer Jason Lee is like her sister. I don't know. Uh, at one point, she's blind in the movie. Mm. And at one point, the killer is in her apartment and he's like fucking with her and moving shit around and like just, just generally just like messing with her. And uh, I thought those two were kind of maybe movies that might have inspired Don't Breathe. Mm. 
Have you seen Hush? I think so. That's the one where she's deaf, right? Yeah. I like that one when I saw it. I remember I saw it on Netflix. Yeah. But it's not a Netflix movie, I don't think. It's just it was on there. But it was kind of an indie horror film that came out about, I don't know, eight years ago, maybe? Ten? Yeah, I remember that one being pretty good. I it, it got a lot of praise when it came out, for sure. Um, I think there's other ones like that, too. Um, but Don't Breathe is uh, definitely up there. Might be my favorite of the genre. Mm. Don't Breathe 2, on the other hand. No thanks. <laughs> yeah, I never bothered. Maybe we could talk about that towards the end. <laughs> Um, so yeah, let's get to the, the break in. What did the, what did they, they had a little hot dose for the dog. Yeah. Yeah. They, they had like a little piece of meat or something and they had a, some kind of pill in it to uh, drug the dog and uh, they couldn't get it in the front door cause it had four locks on it <laughs> and they only had one key. <laughs> yeah. So they jumped the fence and tried to go in through the side. That one also has several locks on it. The uh, the cellar door is also locked, but they see that there's one. Also, all the windows are barred except for one, um, which they they boost Rocky up through. She breaks She's the window. Really tiny. Yeah, she breaks the window, and it's uh, the bathroom or whatever. Yeah, I was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, it's like he's blind, not deaf. <laughs> So she gets in that way and they have a remote like this didn't come up in the first robbery, but like they have a remote that like can turn on and off the, uh, the alarm, but she's got 30 seconds to do it, which is that, is that normal? Like when somebody opens your window, uh, or like the glass breaks and they open the window that it, it wastes 30 seconds to set off the alarm that's a movie trope definitely you know we've heard that so many times about you know whether it's 30 seconds or 15 seconds you gotta type in the code you know if you even you break through the door or something you know yeah i mean i feel like that's a pretty i guess a pretty standard movie time limit but like i could i could see it like when you open the front door maybe but like if you have sensors on the window it should go off like immediately what if you forgot your keys and got to get them through the window <laughs> then you answer the phone and say uh, i don't need any help yeah <laughs> this is insecurity is everything all right <laughs> i could be one of the robbers i could be raping my mom right now <laughs> that's such a good south park episode oh <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um, oh boy so yeah so they get in she goes and opens the door and uh they all they all take their shoes off because you know gotta be quiet and uh money just flips the lights on carelessly i guess uh you know doesn't matter because he's blind and then he goes upstairs because they can't find the the money mm-hmm it's confusing that his name is money and they're looking for money <laughs> anyways he uses that uh the chloroform bomb 
Yeah, like the the shit when the when the blind man is in any scene, it's like the super tense because you're like expecting them to get caught, and like somebody there because <laughs> he's in bed and he's he's got a on his little TV home movies of his daughter, and yeah, like money's like fiddling around and uh, the dude sits up and like like it's shocking, <laughs> like oh my god, they're gonna. They're gonna catch him, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he gasses the old man. Some kind of homemade gas bomb. I don't know what the fuck it was. Yeah, this movie is pretty much a straight up thriller until the twist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it starts. You know, the the opening shot is uh, kind of takes place towards the end of the film. You know, and then That's they go back. True. So I, true. it opens up in a horror themed way but it's a pretty standard thriller until that twist like if you go in fresh that opening scene you're like yes he got that bitch who was trying to steal his money because <laughs> he's dragging her down the street by her hair uh-huh. <laughs> but when you see it again at the end you're like oh my god this is fucking horrible <laughs> what is going on here yeah I did like the camera work too. Like they, they kind of going through the different uh, rooms and stuff, and like it swoops under the bed, and you can see he's got a gun taped to the bottom of the bed. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was one of my notes here. They do some great camera work, kind of moving all through the house. You know, they show you the layout, uh, the weapons, etc. Like you said, you know, the gun, all the kind of different points of entry, and there's really great sound mixing, of course. Which I feel is just a requirement for any film like this. It has to be solid sound mixer. The movie's just not going to work. Yes. The use of quiet. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's spectacular. Like it raises the tension so much. Like don't breathe is like the perfect title for it. Cause it's like anytime they're in the room with the blind man and he doesn't know that they're there, like you're holding your own breath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the tension is uh, maybe even better than I remember. The tension, all the tension building. Yes. So they see a door with a big lock on it, a big ass lock. And this is where money pulls his gun out because they assume the money is going to be behind the door with the big ass lock. Yep. And, uh, he shoots he does like a like a homemade silencer he shoots it through a like mm-hmm. a coke bottle yeah it's a steven seagal trick that he used on on deadly ground oh yeah he used a two liter bottle as a silencer <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so they they get the uh the lock off but what happens when they pan over fucking blind man has come downstairs who's there must not have had enough chloroform for that bigger room, I guess. I guess not. And uh, yeah, money opens his mouth almost immediately. Um, Who's there? <laughs> yeah, you could just not said shit, I guess. Basically begs to be let go. Says he's the only one there. Which uh, the blind man... And we keep calling him the blind man because that's his fucking character's name, mm-hmm. by the way. 
we're not ableist. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it, it, this is kind of a turning point where you start thinking, oh, fuck, they really messed up because he he grabs the gun out of money's hands turns it on against him and then right when you think he's gonna let him go he shoots him in the goddamn face Mm -hmm. alex and rocky have not given up their positions yet so they're trying to contain their their fear yes rocky's hiding in the closet and alex i think went around the corner Alex left at some point. I'm That's not right, sure but he had, when. Yeah, he left. You know, I'm not doing this or whatever. And then he comes back because he's, you know, he loves Rocky, which is weird because Rocky loves uh, Emily. Emily. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about movies I haven't seen since the theater. Actually, uh, you didn't read Three been... Ninjas like ten times when you were a kid. No, I'm sure we did. but i probably haven't watched it since i was like 10 years old i never saw the one with hulk hogan neither did i actually i I heard that one was pretty bad it was too old by that time it was uh, straight to video i couldn't even get through santa with muscles (laughs) just surprising (laughs) because i would assume you could get through anything with hulk hogan in it bad you know, it was skinny hulk hogan too it was like post steroids hogan hmm. and he had a hair and a mustache in it well i suppose you always had a mustache but like <laughs> he looked different hmm. i think mila kunis is in there she was like 10 oh wow anyways yeah so alex alex had left and they came back when he heard the gunshots and he almost walks right into the blind man. Mm-hmm. Almost. I don't know how, he, how the blind man didn't sense him there because he was yeah. real close. The blind man goes to check to see if his money is still in the safe. That's The safe is in the closet that Rocky's hiding in. So when he enters the code, she sees it. And he checks and sees the money's still there and goes on about his day. <laughs> <laughs> Conveniently, the the safe displays the code to open it when you open it. Yeah. I suppose. But uh yeah, so he uh yeah, he locks down the whole house. He boards up the window in the bathroom. He because uh she dragged a piece of broken glass into the hallway and he felt it as he was walking down the hallway. So he knew they got in through the bathroom window. Better board that up. As Alex sits under the sink while he does it. And then they start texting back and forth like pen pals. <laughs> so I guess this is a good time to bring up, I guess, the the few plot holes I thought about. So the first one is, whose phone runs out of battery? Is it Alex's? Yes. Because it runs out of battery like 10 minutes in. It's like you... Couldn't charge your phone before you went out and did this? Well, I'm not sure the timetable because they they said it's like 2 a.m. when they go in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the end, it's uh, daylight out. Yeah. But you so, think they're, you know, they're so careful with everything. You know, they're planning everything think, out. They would 
kind of plan for every contingency. Like we need a phone. So this should be going in the middle of nowhere. But his phone doesn't die till like more than halfway through the movie. And I think he gets knocked out once or twice. So like it could have been a several hours. And who knows? He might have had an old phone too. You know, he's poor. Mm. So plus he was yeah, texting. That was a, it was a pretty nitpicky one, but the, you know, there's a few like that. But I guess the two major ones, this one may not be a plot hole, it's just more of a, a question. But why is he why does he have all that money in a safe? Why doesn't he fucking spend it? Get out of that shithole house, go somewhere. But I would I would guess I would assume that the only reason he's saving all this money is to give to his hopeful offspring, I guess. I was gonna say, have you seen what's happening in his basement? Yeah, I would assume <laughs> he's just just gonna save all that money and then give it to his child one day. I would think, think so. But you would think or, you'd want to provide for your child in a in a better environment. Well, I, like we're gonna live in this shithole in this ghost town until you're 18, and then I'm gonna give you a million dollars. I'm gonna assume this isn't the worst thing. Well, <laughs> this isn't like the only terrible thing he's ever done. Hmm. Is is my assumption. Definitely saving it for the the child, but also I would expect him, you know, maybe if there's uh unexpected medical expenses uh that arise uh, in caring for a pregnant woman harnessed in his basement um oh by the way spoilers that's the twist there's <laughs> <laughs> there's a pregnant woman in his basement that he has chained up yeah i, don't know, I assume he just wants to be off the grid uh especially because that's what he's got going on down there and uh he doesn't trust the banks or the government mm-hmm. also why he that's why he's got four locks on every door and bars on all the windows yeah except uh, for the one that matters yeah the <laughs> conveniently unbarred bathroom window yeah so, I mean, everything so he, I've brought up is pretty nitpicky, but there is one, I think, major plot hole. And it's that cops apparently don't care if you have a rape dungeon in your basement. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers for the end, but, you know, it, you know, there's a news report about, you know, this blind man kills two of his would-be robbers. Well, I think they just say it's two, but. Yes, yeah, he, he only says there is two. And they would have found him in the basement. Mm-hmm. I mean, they would have searched the whole house, especially if there's people dead in there. They would have searched yes. the whole house and they would have seen a big harness and all these pillows and <laughs> but there's a rape dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> Open and shut case, Watson. Like at Marilyn Manson's house. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was just like, Cause there's no, there's nobody down there, right? It's like, so he's a veteran. Just leave it alone. If this is all he gets, his kinks, uh, let it slide. <laughs> he disposes of the pregnant woman. He, yeah, uh, puts her in the floor and fills it. I, what is he? I don't even know what he filled it with, but uh, it's hidden in the floor. Yeah. So like, you can't prove what he used. To that <laughs> Like maybe just use it for personal use, you know, and, uh, 
you know, maybe he's into the dominatrix SDM mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, whatever what is it? Sadomasochism. Maybe he's just into that shit. And uh, who are who are the cops to, to question his personal taste? <laughs> I don't know why he's got a refrigerator full of sperm samples <laughs> that, for some reason, also contain a lot of hair. Why is there so much hair and all that semen? I don't know. <laughs> I noticed that when I zoomed in on it, like that's that somehow makes it grosser. <laughs> like if it as if it couldn't be more gross. There, there it is. I that's a good question. I would think that uh, he'd have a hard time explaining that. <laughs> he he's been through enough. He's been through enough. <laughs> he lost his daughter. He's a, he's a blind veteran. Just let it go. <laughs> he he killed two home invaders after they shot him with the gun that's laying right next to him on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We salute your service. Thank you for your service. <laughs> I don't know. I I think if you really look into it, there's probably a lot of plot holes and mm. just stuff that you can question to death. Yeah, but uh, that's probably the biggest plot hole in the film. But it doesn't bother me as much because I, I find it amusing thinking about it. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it's fun to think about what the cops would say if they once they find his rape dungeon. <laughs> that should have been "Don't Breathe" too. <laughs> I want to see the immediate follow up. Let's let's do that for the next one. But, he, he chloroform uh, bombs his whole basement with all the cops inside. <laughs> oh boy! Well, he didn't have that. That was money's concoction. Yeah, but he could figure something out. I'm like sure that. he could whip it up. How did he? Okay, did they ever talk about how the hell that he captured the woman who killed his kid, even though he's blind? No, <laughs> that's another plot hole. But I was wondering about that too. I was like, okay, so how did he? get her and why is she in his basement <laughs> she must have came over to apologize or something no that couldn't have been it but everything's all set up you know no they didn't explain any of that <laughs> or like how he could like put all that stuff together without like getting his hands all in the common shit mm-hmm. um <laughs> Like, like, how do you know how to pour like the amount, the right amount in? Like, how do you, how do you know you're, you're pouring it into the, <laughs> the container that you want to pour it into? How do you know you got the right hole when you squirt it in there? <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> that's ah, yeah. ah, that's ah. Doesn't want to waste any. <laughs> I'm not a rapist. <laughs> uh, I got bad news for you, guy. I, I think you are. <laughs> I think you are. You can rape somebody with anything. Which makes me mad that I'm supposed to root for you in the sequel because you're an absolute piece of shit. And I do not want to supposed to thank you for his service. (laughs) Thank you for your service. (laughs) We all got our kinks, you know. know, Let the old man live. (laughs) God. All right. Um, this movie's and... kind of fucked up when you think about it too. <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, try and speed up the plot here. So we got Money's Dead. Uh, 
Jane or Jane Levy, sorry, uh, Rocky is her name in the film. Uh, she, once uh, the blind man leaves, she opens the safe, gets all the money, and it's more than 300K. It's about a million, right? Yeah. And this is where she loses all her sympathetic points from earlier in the movie because Alex is like, we need to call the cops now. And she immediately gets up and opens the safe and pulls the money and starts putting it in a bag. <laughs> and she's like, no, then we don't get the money. <laughs> well, he's out, it's not going to bring money back. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're saying. The, the and cash. you know what I'm saying. The cash money. <laughs> the real money. <laughs> Do you think money was his given name? Do you think that's <laughs> his, that is, his, his Christian his, name? <laughs> is that his government name? <laughs> Who's Beaumont? An employee I had to let go ironic that the guy named money has to go on these fucking petty thief uh home invasions to Mm -hmm. make ends meet so how were they i guess caught after the money it's because they get back to the door and it's locked again right and the keys aren't working because they can't get it open yes they're locked inside the the house and so they're gonna go to the basement because that's unlocked now but the old man comes out of the basement and almost catches them and dumbass alex steps back onto a creaky board mm-hmm. and the blind man's got a gun at this point and he starts pointing it at, at uh in the general direction i mean that house seemed like every step you take would be a creaky board i think so that but was there's only house. a select few that was a very old house they were saved by money's phone ringing because the old, the blind man shot at that and then he's like wow that must have been what caused the board to creak <laughs> and he goes back to uh getting rid of the body um alex and rocky then go to the basement and this is where he gets the the wolverine uh smelling ability because he <laughs> sniffs their shoes that's right he, he finds, finds their their boots and shoes by the by the door because they always take it off when they were robbing houses so they could be quieter well i think they only did it here because he was in the house like if nobody was home they, they would oh, keep yeah. their shoes on and then he goes to check the safe finds out his money's missing and uh here Wait, no he already put money downstairs <laughs> no he put money in the laundry room behind oh, that's the right. washing that's machine right. <laughs> <laughs> He had to go downstairs to make sure that his other stuff was in place before he had to go check his cash. He was going to try and launder the money. Like in 12 rounds. (laughs) (laughs) It's on my stack to watch the the 12 rounds DVD that you gave me because you just didn't want it anymore. (laughs) You gave it to me, right? No, you gave it to me. I didn't pay for it. I've never paid to watch 12 rounds. You you just gave it to me. It's not even in a Where did I get it from? I don't know. It's in a. It's I just thought you gave it to me. Like you challenged me to watch it. Like it's actually pretty good. This, that's saying something because I don't like John Cena. <laughs> no, like you just one day you're just like, do you want twelve rounds on DVD? And I'm like, okay. And it's just in a generic case. It's not even in a real case. I don't even know where you got it from. Neither do I. <laughs> so somebody must have gave it to you, and you're like, uh, you watched it once, and you said, nah, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, anyways, we're at the point where they find the girl tied up downstairs. <laughs> this is where everything flips on its head because now you're like, oh, that blind man is the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. But the other people are kind of bad guys too because they broke into his house. So I don't know who to root for here, but the burglars are more sympathetic because she's got a kid to take care of. And he's kind of a cuck. (laughs) (laughs) He's a cuck for money, you know? Oh, speaking of plot holes, they're like, what are you doing down here, lady who's chained up with her mouth covered? And she goes and finds a newspaper clipping to explain who she was. Because <laughs> why why would she not have a newspaper clipping uh explaining that she killed the guy's daughter in an accident? <laughs> Just in case somebody comes and rescues me. I need this, I need this newspaper article to explain who I am. <laughs> yeah, when they looked up the the story of you know the man uh, the blind man lost his child why isn't there a hundred hits of the story of you remember everybody remember that detroit girl who ran over this blind man's daughter well she's missing now exactly <laughs> she's been missing for i don't know about three months <laughs> you'd think that they'd go to his house looking for her. I mean, she was a pretty white girl with money they would look for her if anything They'd find some bloody gloves <laughs> at our house. <laughs> How old is 15, really? Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, but she she would have been on the news. They would have they would have sent out search parties. There would have been podcasts dedicated to her. Yep. Yeah, I would think that like the first place they would look was maybe the guy's house of the daughter that got killed. But uh, apparently, I, Detroit police isn't the best. <laughs> you know, you know what they should do? They should have a corporation take over. It's true. Privatize it. I think they were going to actually. <laughs> I think I read that article. Like, what was two it called again? Ago. Like CBC or something? Uh, I think it was Omnicorp. Whatever you're thinking of might be the real corporation that was going to take over the police. Okay. So um, they knock over something in the basement, right? That alerts Stephen Lang because they're trying to get out because they're going to try and rescue the girl now too. Well, they they see there's a safe. She points to the safe on the shelf across the way. And luckily it's got the same combination as the safe upstairs. Mm-hmm. And so they get the key to unlock her and then they go try to get out through the cellar door to the outside and there's a lock on there and they get the key to that and they open it up. Blind man is standing right there waiting for them outside. Mm. That was a good scare. Yeah. And he opens fire immediately. Mm -hmm. Because I think, yeah, they, they alert him that He's down there. I think they make some noise and you think he's running downstairs and he's right behind him, but he's not. He's on the other side of the cellar door. Yes, exactly. The two most beautiful words in the English language, cellar door. I don't remember what, what's that from? Donnie Darko. Oh. 
I should watch that again because people tell me it's good, but I don't remember <laughs> it being good. It was too confused. I was too confused at, at the ending. Like, I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like that it didn't make any sense. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, he he comes out blasting as soon as that door opens. Uh, Alex gets uh, nicked on the ear, and then he just like blows away his pregnant uh, captive. Mm-hmm. You killed her. <laughs> If you wouldn't have come here tonight, she'd still be alive. He's pissed. He's so pissed. He locks the door, breaks the key off in the lock, kills the lights. So now it's uh, now it's even footing. Now none of them can see. Mm-hmm. They just start shooting at every sound. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, that's how you got into this mess. This but then again, mess. he doesn't know that there's a, a woman there yet a, a live well, woman yeah he'll figure that out later and you know do stuff about it <laughs> that sequence is pretty sweet though the, the in the dark sequence yeah it's uh it's in the black and white night vision or whatever mm-hmm. and uh he's just zooming through there touching all the the touch the the uh the landmarks that he's got down there so he knows when to turn and uh, they get a really cool uh, moment where Rocky starts moving towards him, like un- unknowingly, like she gets about two inches away from him. And uh, right before they make contact, Alex just shouts from Rocky, he shouts from the other side of the room and the blind man shoots at him. And he ends up grabbing him around the neck. You know, he reaches through a, Shelf and grabs her on the neck. And lucky for Alex, he's out of ammo. <laughs> they end up going upstairs because he snuffs out Alex uh, in the laundry room. Yeah. So Alex gets away by knocking the shelves over on top of him. Mm-hmm. And then they run upstairs and the dog is waiting for them. Yeah, that's right. So they run upstairs to another room and kind of barricade the door but they're trapped because the windows are barred. So they find out there's a big enough vent, at least for Rocky to crawl through. It's a and, bad idea. Yeah. So she goes through there and uh, he's kind of left in the room. And then uh, I forget how he gets downstairs again. The dog knocks him through the window. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And he lands on a skylight. But how does he go through the window if it's barred? Must have been rusty or something. Yeah, I forget. I don't know. He just, the dog jumps on him and he goes right through it. And he lands on a skylight. Yes. That's cracking ever so slowly. And he's knocked out. The blind man figures this out because he's below the skylight. He can hear it cracking. So then he runs upstairs and just blindly fires towards the cracking. (laughs) Yes. I don't know if he's trying to shoot the glass or the, you know, the perp. I think he's trying to shoot Alex and he he just he barely missed them mm-hmm. so he falls through the skylight i guess that's when he crawls into the laundry room and they struggle uh alex almost gets his fingertips on a revolver that was on the ground yeah but he can't get to it in time and he's kind of choked out and we are meant to believe that he's run through with a giant pair of gardening shears yes but he had money instead <laughs> 
we find out later but uh yeah uh meanwhile while this is happening rocky has found her way to the the outer wall and there's a, a vent grate that she starts to kick out but just mm-hmm. before she does the dog comes chasing her in the vents and she ends up falling head first about 10 feet into the crawl space below mm-hmm. and she's out for a while yeah after that is when she starts kicking out the grate and before she can get outside that's he's he grabs her oh that might be true dog follows yes, her through yeah. the vent nips at right, her heels and right. she falls knocks herself yep. out but yeah a blind man grabs her <laughs> he punches her in the face just like ruthless yeah he kind of chokes her unconscious yep and that leads us to our next clip two clips exciting (laughs) clips of the most disgusting parts of this movie (laughs) i i understand you she killed your daughter i wanted her to pay i understand that i won't tell anyone you understand nothing only a parent can know the bond between a father and his child She should have gone to prison, but rich girls don't go to jail. None of this is gonna bring your daughter back. That's not really true. Cindy took my child away from me. I thought it told me fair. But she gave me a new one. She was pregnant with my baby. You killed them both. Well, they would be alive if you hadn't broken into my home. So he's got a we got a new baby mama. <laughs> All this time he's uh he's warming up his sperm sample. <laughs> um, it's uh yeah, I don't know who thinks of this shit, but it's pretty uh depraved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although it makes for a good movie, honestly. Yeah, it does. And the, the line is crossed into the realm of horror. Thriller, <laughs> yes. This is also where we uh we find out Alex is alive, but uh, he's in bad shape. He tricks the dog into being trapped into uh, I believe the kitchen, and then uh, then we see the blind man disposing of Cindy's body before going on to explain uh, his uh, philosophy on uh, religion, I guess. Uh, yeah. Spirituality. I don't know what you call it. Is there a last clip? Please. Please, God. God. There's no God. If it 
joke. It's a bad joke. You tell me what God would allow this. I never forced myself on her. Stop. I promised I would set her free just as soon as she gave me a child. But now she's gone. But I'm done waiting. Nothing a man cannot do once he accepts the fact that there is no God. No! No, 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 no! 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 You're strong. You're young. You'll breed well. No! Get away from me! And credits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's pretty disturbing. Although I think I think there's a goof there because I I think her uh, her pants magic magically come back together in later scenes. Yeah, when she's in the car, <laughs> uh, you see that it's not cut. See, so, uh, yeah. he cuts a hole right in the crotch of her uh, her yoga pants. Luckily for her, Alex shows up right on time Mm -hmm. with a mallet well he doesn't finish the job no he should have finished the job Mm -hmm. double tap (laughs) uh he unhooks rocky and he cuffs the blind man uh so the blind man's still living but he's handcuffed Mm -hmm. uh keys are right there is the extremely ineffective yeah it's very ineffective yeah, and Alex reasons like, uh, oh, the blind man's going to give us the money to buy our silence. And so he's going to let us leave. Yeah. Which uh, was not the correct reading of the situation. Because <laughs> <laughs> as soon as he gets the door unlocked, old blind man comes out of nowhere and shoots him. Mm-hmm. This is where uh, Rocky gets out. She ends up going to the car. Uh, she taunts the blind man, you know, you're useless out here. But uh, she forgot he's got a dog. Yeah. <laughs> and the dog's going full Cujo. Mm-hmm. This is probably scarier, scarier than Cujo, this one scene. Yeah, she uh, gets into a car. Well, the dog gets in uh, through the back, right? So, yeah. Well, she leaves the cash on the outside of the car. She's in such a hurry to get in there. 
mm-hmm. and uh, she rigs up in her many uh, hours spent in the trunk of her mother's car. She uh, knows it very well. So she rigs up a system where she pulls down the back seat, goes and uh, hooks a, um, what do you call it? A uh, pulley system? I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, but what was that, the cord that she actually, what do they call those things? Oh, uh, rip cord. <laughs> no, it's a, uh, God, I'm fucking drawing a blank. It's like an elastic cable. Drawstring? With a hook. Oh, yeah, it's like a, uh, a car tie or something. Or, yeah, or there's a tie name for it. In your truck, yeah. Yeah, there's a name for it. I just can't think of it. So she hooks that on the, the trunk lid. And uh, she pops the trunk from the front of the car, uh, draws the dog in through the trunk, and uh, pulls the trunk down and pushes the seat up. Except for it doesn't work very well at first. <laughs> she's got she got to force the seat uh, back into position a couple times, uh, and the dog gets uh, no. The dog she couldn't get the seat up all the way because the dog put force through but she hooked the uh the elastic cable on his collar mm-hmm. and so he was just restrained enough that he couldn't reach her like it yeah. was look at that scene where like he's barking in her face and she's like an inch away from him mm-hmm. but uh they gave the blind man enough time to track her down and uh I think he punches her in the face a couple more times and then we, we return to the beginning where he's dragging her down the street once they're back in the house a ladybug lands on her so mm-hmm. we know all is well <laughs> she's safe <laughs> and it points her to the remote that activates the uh, security alarm mm-hmm. And the security alarm is so loud, it disorients the blind man. And all he can do is shoot wildly around the house until he ends up falling down into the basement and the the gun goes off and shoots him in the ribs. And uh, Rocky escapes. The police come in two minutes like they they want to do in an abandoned neighborhood where there's only one resident. Mm No residents. There was no occupied homes within a four-block radius. Yeah. But the police came within five minutes. That's what you pay for with these security systems. <laughs> Those police must be like, I don't know, like bored. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's pretty much the end. Um, so you can tell Rocky's going to take her sister to california go surfing and then we get the the news report that the blind man survived yep but he uh he reported no money stolen even though rocky got away with it and only two intruders Mm -hmm. which uh he killed both of and most importantly no rape victims (laughs) in his dungeon rape what's that i don't do that he's not a rapist it's like uh, Whitney Houston. Crack. I don't do crack. Crack's whack. <laughs> crack's cheap. Uh, <laughs> like, what about cocaine? That's different. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anything else? 
I guess uh, one thing I wanted to mention quick, in addition to some of the great camera work and sound mixing, the score in here is also great at the with the tension building. Yes. It had a pretty cool score. Yes, I thought like everything comes together perfectly, like once they're inside the house. Mm-hmm. It's like one of the one of the best one of the best uh thriller slash horror movies of the last I don't know 10 15 years maybe maybe more I don't know so what would you rate it I I really really like it I, I would give it a soonish soonish all right I'm kind of on the border but I think with you it's I think it's good enough to warrant a, a soonish soonish there's a few plot holes, but pretty much every horror film has numerous yeah. plot holes. So, I would say they did a great job of minimizing the the setup. Because if they did more than like ten minutes of that that stuff to get them to the guy's house, it would have been a much worse movie. Because <laughs> that stuff kind of sucks. Yeah, it's less than ninety minutes. The film, right? And they get they get into the action pretty quickly, which is nice. If they had spent more time like setting up the characters and all that stuff, it would have been like, I, I, it wouldn't have been as good of a movie. I'll say that. But uh, once they get into the actually, you know, breaking into the blind man's house, it's just like intense as it can be till the end. So I guess we can now get into some fun facts. Hey, everybody, here's some fun facts. Yeah, I kind of been skimming these. There's not a whole lot, and the ones that are on here aren't very interesting. Mm-hmm. I could say, uh, here's a fun fact: the creators of the film initially had an even darker ending in mind. Rocky was not supposed to make it out of the house. Instead, the blind man locks her up in a cell. And even though the police come to investigate the burglary, they missed the door to her cell. Writers thought that this ending was too downbeat, so they changed it to Rocky escaping, but the blind man getting away with his crimes. Yeah, that's some shoddy police work. (laughs) Here's a fun fact. The contents of the turkey baster. Director Alvarez said he used the same contents the X-rated film industry uses, which doesn't tell us a whole lot. Real stuff? Because, I mean, obviously they're not going to use real stuff when they, you know, when uh, Stephen Lang deep throats it, but. Yeah, we kind of glossed over that when, uh, when Alex saves, uh, (laughs) Rocky in the basement. Rocky just goes apeshit on him and takes the turkey baster and shoves it right. To, like it goes all the way to the uh, the pl- the uh, the balls deep on that end. Dude. Yeah, right. In- God, I hope that was CGI. <laughs> fuck if that was real. God, he gagged like it was real. Like mm-hmm. that was that was maybe more disturbing than the part that happened like two minutes before that. It wasn't, but I like to, you know. Um, but I remember uh, uh, watching the Deuce. I forget there is some sort of substance a lot of X-rated uh, films use. I forget what it is though. I mean, obviously they're using real stuff, but for certain things, you know, they need the shot right. Yeah, the money shot correct. And I'm not talking about the first act of this film. <laughs> um, we're shooting money. This is the money <laughs> shot. Yeah, there's some substance that's that you know looks very similar that they use. 
And I think they'll use, they use a turkey baster too sometimes. But anywho, yeah. Any other little fun facts you think are worth mentioning? Um, I don't know. The original title was A Man in the Dark. Is that interesting? Kind mm-hmm. of. I mean, I think Don't Breathe is a better title. I think so. I think it's uh it fits better. Yeah. I don't think uh, the man in the dark is terrible, but I don't know. A little too wordy, I guess. Yeah. Oh, here's uh so director of Fede Alvarez watched videos of blind YouTuber named Tommy Edison while researching for the film. Mm. What the fuck is Tommy Edison putting on YouTube? <laughs> and apparently Fede got inspiration for this movie on on growing up in Montevideo, Uruguay. Hey, it's a sister city in my hometown. Sounds uh it sounds made up. Well you, like that trivia fact, he got inspiration while living in his hometown. <laughs> Here's another fun fact. Well, how about this? There's another there's a local connection, Minnesota connection. Oh yeah says the movie was probably inspired by the real-life killing of Haley Kiefer and Nicholas Brady in 2012. Kiefer, 18, and her cousin Brady, 17, broke into the home of Byron David Smith, a retired 64-year-old loner in Little Falls, Minnesota. Smith, armed with a Ruger Mini-14, shot the teen separately as they entered the basement where he was hiding, later stating to police he was worried about them being armed. After shooting them once, he repeatedly taunted them while they were injured and then shot them again until they were dead. He did not report that he had killed Kiefer and Brady until the day after the murders, keeping their corpses in his closet. On April 29, 2014, he was found guilty of two counts of premeditated first-degree murder. He was sentenced to life in prison without parole. I kind of remember that story when it came out. Well, I forgot that was in Minnesota, too. Oh, you betcha, yeah. That's crazy. He didn't have a rape dungeon, though. <laughs> he didn't. But it was kind of like, you know, he caught him. He could have called the cops at any time, and they didn't. And then he kept on taunting them, and then he killed him. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah. But, I mean, the, I mean, the castle doctrine applies to a, a certain extent. And then I think most of them, kind of like after you're out of harm's way, kind of need to call the authorities yeah. <laughs> although the uh you know obviously the, it's the different sa- different states but of course there's also the saying play stupid games win stupid prizes <laughs> fuck around and find out <laughs> everybody wants to be a gangster till it's time to do gangster shit <laughs> everybody want to be but nobody want to be <laughs> <laughs> You be careful they come take you away. <laughs> uh, good old Paul Mooney. <laughs> All right. I think uh, that'll do it. Yeah, I think that does it for trivia. So, yeah, I guess the next episode will be on uh, the original Evil Dead. Uh, Brett, where can people find some awesome WTM merch? You can go to WTM Watch This Movie.Creator dash spring.com well you can reach out to us you can follow us on twitter at watch this underscore movie or bread at positively wolf one you can also follow us on letterboxd uh you can find me under eric underscore molder 
And Brett, what's yours again? Positively Wolf One. Okay, just like your Twitter. Yes. You can email us and watch this movie at yahoo.com. Check out our website at wtmwatchthismovie.com. And please rate and review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and many other podcast apps. We will check you later. Guess we'll see you around. All right, check you later. Bye. Wait, man, why are you always such a dork, man? What are you talking about? Check you later. Check you later. (laughs) Hey, man, you're off my case. Y'all really think just because you jerk off to her Instagram selfies that makes you a Romeo? Think again, bitch.